Listeners, Australia has fallen. We have surrendered, put the white flag out to communist China and told them we're even bigger communists than they are. <laughs> we are the new North Korea without all that messy famine and uh, those horrible re-education camps. Yeah. We might even be Nazi Germany. Yeah. Communist, fascist, it's all the same. Dictator Dan, fash, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mark McGowan. A PRC puppet who has invited the Chinese to invade and promised all WA citizens will be drunk at the footy when they do. <laughs> yeah, fair. most Australians obviously will raise an eyebrow, maybe even scratch their bonces in that kind of weird way, tilting their head, tilting their hats back just that little bit. In absolute bafflement at the thought the best damn country in the world has turned to hell in Hitler's handbasket without any of us actually noticing, but the rest of the world has. And by the rest of the world, I mean America. <laughs> Mostly. Who <laughs> has taken a brief glance down at Australia. Doesn't often do it, by the no. way, Joe. Just like, no, it's still down there. No. Has taken a brief glimpse at Australia, and they don't like the look of what they've seen one little bit. Yes. Well, at least now we know that we exist, which is nice. The hashtag Australia has fallen has been trending on a fairly constant basis for some time now, much to my annoyance. The Americans have been making these fucking wild claims about Australia's response to the pandemic basically since it started. Look, I think it's a great time. I mean, look, Australia did have that moment in the 80s there where, you know, we just couldn't put a foot wrong in the United States. (laughs) And then after that, there was just a long silence. You know, they just got sick of us very quickly. Now we're back. We're back and popular because we're a bunch of fucking doormats who've been stepped <laughs> over by a vicious state who lost our guns. John Howard came and stole our guns and now dictator Dan wants to drag us out of our homes and stick needles in our eyes. It's not my fault the boots are so delicious. They're just really tasty. So basically <laughs> they we do smell nice. <laughs> yeah, just you lick them and they just the, the flavour never goes away. Always that lovely rubber. So we've covered that idiot health ranger guy who claimed that thousands of children, approximately 24,000 apparently, I have no idea why that's a number, were being sacrificed with the vaccine in a mm. Luciferian ritual under police guard in the satanic realm of Go home. Luciferian ritual. Mm. It's like, what? They're just so fucking weird. I can't even keep up with them. So, Kudos Bank it's Arena. Realm of Homebush. It, it is a little bit satanic. It is a little bit satanic. It is a little bit. We have discussed this. It is a little bit satanic. It's got uh, evil vibes. It's definitely yeah. got evil vibes. There's skeletons under those fucking oh, stadiums. Yeah. There are skeletons. So, apparently, the Kudos Bank Arena is a temple of demons because Slipknot yeah. played there a couple of times. Well, and it's just. Dumb. Like, it's That'll just it. dumb. But this is the it. kind of shit the conspiracy world says about us. You know, they use Australia as this canvas their weird, often sexually violent conspiracy theories. So the thing. Th- things blew up a bit when mainstream media picked up the footage of an anti-vaccine protest in New York with a bizarre fixation on saving Australia. They closed the goddamn Brooklyn Bridge for these people. <laughs> what, are these, what are these people on fucking bridges? I, I Westgate Bridge, this, Brooklyn Bridge, fuck off. I looked at this unimpressive throng of about 300 people and thought, hooray, we're saved. <laughs> we're saved from dictator Dan. We'll never have to worry about him ever again. Uh, these 300 people, as soon as they make their way to Australia, there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be a fair bit of cartographic work there. They're going to have to find out where the fucking place is first. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, and when they come down, we'll be saved. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll charge down, uh, charge down the gangway. <laughs> off the off the burner and, and we'll all be saved. Absolutely. Probably a few of us will be shot, but that's just the American way. And you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> so one of those one of those protesters said it with a mag- megaphone, 
What's going on in Australia is not just going to be Australia. And when it shows up on our doorsteps, we're going to punch it right in the fucking teeth. Where they're coming. They're going to save us. They're going to punch things in the teeth. That's very convincing. Whereas we've just basically just embraced it like with a big, warm, tyrannical hug. Thanks for controlling me. Would you please like come, more votes? Please, please come soon and punch something in the fucking teeth for us. <laughs> Another one said, we're holding the line for Australia. We support Australia. They're holding the line. God but, bless them. Yeah. We support Australia and the crowd were carrying Australian flags and signs about saving Australia. All those flags are made in China, by the way. Uh, and also half of them would be like, what's that thing you're holding? <laughs> what is that thing? Oh, yeah. Australian. Isn't that England or New Zealand or something? It's fucking ridiculous. And the thing is, we don't actually want to be saved. Any comment section that's not moderated by fucking Avi Yemeni can see that this is just absolutely not what we want. We laugh at this shit. We're doing well. Lockdowns have been harsh, but they've been effective. And we've demonstrated that. Things are fine. We're not, we don't want you to punch in the teeth. We want you to stay the fuck home. (laughs) Stay away. It could be a unifying force for the nation. Actually, um, you know, I don't think uh, any lockdown mates are ever going to f- come on board. But there is still, you know, great disunity within within the Australian body politic. And if <laughs> this might be the thing, don't you know, like we can all just sit around and spit acid and venom at one another. But as soon as another country takes a fucking yeah. swing at us, yeah, you know, get out of the fuck away. Hey, mate, I'll take care of this. Mate, and- <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm yeah. feeling that. I'm feeling it so much. I'm yeah, like, it's, get the it's fuck the one out of my business. That will stir some patriotic pride in Australia. Well, but thankfully, in, in New South Wales, we have spent more time out of lockdown than in. Uh, Victoria's had a rough time, a very rough time, but the lockdown measures saved countless lives. That's simply true. And when we did have those sweet freedoms <laughs> back, it was not because we decided to kill off thousands of people, but 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 because we got to COVID zero and life went back to normal, more or less. Yeah. You know, the problem was when we got Delta, we, we hit it with the same strategy and it just was yeah. never going to work. Yeah. But we but slowed nevertheless, it. We fucking slowed it. We did a good you, job. If you just let her rip... If you let a rip in Sydney uh, or in Melbourne around about June or July of this year, you know there'd be um, uh, there'd be some there'd be a lot of people dead and a lot of people very totally. sick and recovering. So that's that's uh, and we can we can we can sort of uh, disagree uh, and argue about whether lockdowns have Work. gone on too long, ha- uh, have contained things that don't make a lot of sense, like curfews, for example. Oh, yeah, but but. Really, at the end, you know, while while governments have made mistakes, uh, the the intention has been public safety. Yeah, That's been and it's the worked. The numbers are so low here compared to everywhere else, and yet we're the fucking problem. Piss yeah, off. yeah, oh yeah. Look, we'll go through some new stats of some of these <laughs> other whining countries. Some of these other countries sort of pointing a gnarled finger in our direction. Yeah, they can point it fucking back. Yeah, well, well, let's get those people who who'll knock some teeth out. Yes, exactly. We need them. Look, I think far from a warning signal to the world, we're actually a shining example of how to manage a pandemic. I mean, people should be taking fucking notes. Government welfare programs have been reasonably generous, not perfect, but reasonably generous. And this injection of money has actually been thought to be the reason behind the lack of suicidal statistics, despite these harsh demoralizing lockdowns, which have kind of sucked even though I have yes. guilt issues. I have kind of liked them a little bit because I've just no, sort of stayed home and drunk with my partner. That's because you're weird, Joel. That's because <laughs> you're a weird agoraphobic. You would hate the beer that I've had to drink to. Oh, I, I, I did notice some 
very lurid labelling without being able to read it. And I just this one has it. wood I don't in it. I don't know why it's got wood in it anyway. It's so got basically, wood. <laughs> I don't know why. So it's just really splinters. You're, you're drinking splinters now. It's 11% too, so expect this to get really fucked up. So basically, <laughs> this is just the thing though. Like, you know, anti-vaxxers love this idea of the suicide stats. You know, oh my God, everyone's killing themselves. But it's just a complete lie. And they're making yet another non-existent point, a dark, weird point. Yeah, look, most Australians have seen the merit in lockdowns and have appreciated swift and decisive action from governments. I mean, we've seen the Queensland government re-elected. We've seen the Western Australian government re-elected, all pre-Delta, but uh, all, uh, uh, well, sorry, both states enjoying significant swings towards Massive them. swings. Yeah. But I can understand why Americans think we need saving if even a fraction of the shit that had been fed about our situation was true, it would be incredibly alarming. Yeah. So the line is that Australia is the rehearsal ground for the new world order. You know, we're first. Hey, we're first. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we're first to try out the new world order. Should be good, you know. It's like, you know, it's like in a new desk chair. You know, you can really park your ass and move it around and just get it comfortable the way you like it. We're and the that's what, So we're the... We're the we're the we're the first in first in line, and the rest will follow. Of course, uh, they they test out tyranny here to see how it flies. You know that's the idea. It's a, but it is it's bullshit. a bullshit idea. But it is kind of compelling if you got the right audience. Yes, exactly. And these people think we ride kangaroos to school, of course. You know, and I I never did that. You know, <laughs> well, you know, you couldn't afford a kangaroo, so that's I fine. did. I did have a neighbour who had a kangaroo. Um, but, the rich uh, kid. Yeah, it's it's pretty much illegal now. You you it need all sorts of all sorts of licenses. They're not vehicles. Yeah, they're not vehicles. They're like deer. They're like tiny deer. Most <laughs> of them, you know, the big reds and so are different. But but your your average grey is just like a deer that jumps. That's all it is. You've got deer in the states. Just think of them as you know the ones Jumpy that jump deer. off their their hind legs, and you'll get a better idea of what. And a they taste quite really similar is. too, just for the record. Yeah, they do a bit. Yeah, very low in fat. Which is, you know, not, you know, makes them a bit bland. Just like anyway, uh, convincing them and the Americans that he's at others, when we'll get to them, that we are a political experiment and play toy of the cabal is really not that much of a stretch to them. Yeah, it's really not hard. Like, they just make, make up whatever sounds scary to the, you know, scare the shit out of their audience. The whole Australia has fallen narrative, which I've seen, is built on a steaming pile of bullshit, factual bullshit. They could say about our situation, it's pretty dire, and we've yeah. definitely traded some freedoms for security. We've had lockdowns and shit. But, of course, they can't just settle on the idea that we've had a bit of an unfortunate situation. We can't go to the fucking hairdresser and have to go to the pub. They are saying cooked shit, and it's all complete lies. So I've been watching some of the videos come out and all this, and the stuff they come up with is just ridiculous. It's not even funny. So one thing, and we can't get away with this, is the starting point of some of this is local. Because Sky News have had clips on YouTube that are shared across the world spewing this sort of nonsense about lockdowns in Victoria and New South Wales. And if they're taken out of context, they really paint a very dire picture of Australia from an Australian news network. And it seems very legitimate because, I mean, Sky is a legitimate news network. It's all this explosive language and rhetoric that gets a few thousand viewers here, but hundreds of thousands, if not millions of viewers abroad. And people in the US just love hearing how fucked we are. They just have a super soft spot for it. I had no idea. I don't know why. Yeah, it's part of that sort of moral superiority uh, yeah. that, that, that Americans do have. Not all Americans. We don't want to stereotype. But, yeah, true. but there is this sense that they have, you know, their, their constitution, their bill of rights, etc. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 
look at those poor stupid convicts down there. <laughs> we got um, the same thing though, man. Like this is totally tested my situation. So I'm a massive fucking nationalist now. I'm looking at all these guys casting right. shit at us, and I'm like, I will fucking punch you in the teeth. I will punch you in the teeth. Don't we you need, dare talk about me. We need a new flag. Something red. Yes, we, we do. Red ensign. Exactly. Well, we just like that'll put the fear just a of flag. God in. Into the Chinese. <laughs> I just want a flag of Craig Kelly bouncing a ball against the wall. No, just no. Big red background. He loves the red Perfect. Answer. He loves it. Good. So one of the clips circulating uh, on US right-wing video sites like Rumble and Brightian is basically Rowan Dean Slag knock Mark McGowan. And it's just him having a bit of a rant, doing his thing. But the Premier of Western Australia, as far as getting pandemic management goes, did a pretty good job. So he's making all these wild claims about how he got it completely wrong. Zero COVID is delusional. And everyone's there nodding, watching this on their screens at home, having no idea in the fact that they have full stadiums in Western Australia. And COVID zero totally happened. And they have had like three weeks of fucking lockdowns. They had a few snap lockies and everything's been fine. And look, they did use lockdowns to enforce the situation, but they did it well. Mark McGowan, Mark McGowan is every every conservative's nightmare, basically. <laughs> he... he... He sort of single-handedly killed the Liberal Party in yes, he Australia. Yes, did. Reduced, you know, now they have their party room meetings in a phone booth, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Chip uh, Look, you know, I actually, when I talk to conservatives, people who align themselves on the spectrum as, as conservatives, small C conservatives, let's say, yep. uh, from WA, they all go, what's the problem? Yeah. See, I, I disagree with these sort of hard borders that McGowan's come up with. Um, They've worked. In, in, in many ways. I mean, I, I think the idea that they've, you know, they've got to keep these borders well into 2022 is, ab- is yeah, an absolute okay. nonsense. Yeah. Um, but um, at the same time, you know, when you talk to people from WA who are conservatives, who m- might consider themselves centrists or even, even from the moderate right, will go, no, no, mate, he did the right thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the really funny thing, you know, because they have COVID zero, you know. Yes. I mean, basically, they've, they've had really the lightest possible touch in WA of COVID. Possibly one of the only places in the world to say they've basically yeah, not what, had COVID. And, and what McGowan has done has, has assured that that remains the case, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, as I say, you know, he... <laughs> You cannot you cannot win an election more decisively than he did. No, you really can't. It's it's unheard of in Australian political history. Yeah, it's just a complete wipeout. If you told the Americans that, they go, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Saddam Hussein got ninety nine percent of the vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly so maybe that's not a winning say. argument. It's exactly yeah. what they'd say. Oh, bless. I love you, Americans. Disclaimer: I love you all. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, as a side note, talking about Australia, uh, Western Australia, I saw this video with this lady I couldn't recognize and Sasha Stone and Morgan Jonas claiming that in Western Australia, a new law enables law enforcement to enter people's homes, strip them of their clothing for reasons I haven't quite quite ascertained yet, and well, forcibly inject Recreational. Them. Yes, that's it. Oh, oh, yeah, he's pretty hot. I reckon I'd like to see what's underneath those clothes. Mate, it's just in the arm. No, 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 no. Yeah. Take off your clothes, and then Mate, if you're living in WA, you're wearing a singlet anyway. So you, <laughs> you don't want to be. <laughs> you can you basically. Just you don't play have darts to be stripped of your clothing. Yeah, and then Crash held down it. and forcibly injected, Joe. Yeah, and with what? With what? She didn't say with what. It's just this thing, and everyone on the thing, Morgan's there, just going, mm, yeah, mm, yeah, mm, mm, the big. Yeah. That's that's not good. That's it's where like, it's got to. What the yeah, fuck? absolute, absolute bullshit. You know, from there you have the usual right wing outlets in, in the US, you know, right wing media outlets in the US, 
and are like reporting wild claims and where the facts don't suit the narrative, they'll happily make up their own. Oh, yeah. They get away with this because the overwhelming majority of Americans have little or no idea about Australian society. Many think we're in Central Europe, of yes. course. <laughs> Many others would run their index fingers over a globe thinking Australia is just north of Canada. You know, Charles Firth did that in the US. Yeah. He went up and said, yeah, you know, where's that. Australia? And they pointed out things. Yeah, it was great. You know, like, you know. Birth in USA was a great segment. <laughs> yes, look, and, and it's absolutely true. They really have very little idea, and that's part of the package, you see, um, because you know they, they just know their most of their most of their listeners, most of their audiences aren't going to check. No, and we'll talk about be. that a bit, bit, a bit later. But Tucker Carson uh, from Fox News, he's never let an extreme right wing argument go to waste. No, said. When Americans think of Australians, they think of a freer, tougher version of themselves. Okay, cool. We're tougher than Americans. I like that. Yeah. Okay. We got to go f- guns, what? and we, you know, I, I, I like Tucker now. Um, yeah. Do he we? Thinks we're just... freer, tougher. We're harder. Uh, yeah. Look, it's I think he just to needs to calm down. What the fuck, he means. Um, you know, <laughs> it just makes no sense. Why? Why would we be freer? I mean, constitutionally. The Americans are a mile ahead. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. In reality, they're probably behind, well behind in terms yes. of... Well, well they are basic. a fucking giant floating prison, as they like to call yeah. us, let's face yeah, it. basic freedoms and, <laughs> and criminal the, the interaction of the criminal justice system and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Look, that I, lack of economic freedom is intense. But that's not going to bother. That's not going to bother young Tiger Carlson. No, no, it's he, not on his agenda. Look, Tucker shows a video of a man who was infected with COVID nineteen, coughing and sneezing, and snot running out of his nose, mm-hmm. uh, in the lift of his apartment building, and then going MIA, forcing police to issue a warrant for his arrest. They don't mention that he has COVID, that he's highly infectious. They don't discuss the quarantine situation. They just so just show some. Looks like a very poor man being picked on for leaving his house. It's yeah. fucking bullshit. He also claims that Western Australia has not used lockdowns to get to COVID zero, but simply closed their borders, giving xenophobic yanks all the ammo they need to claim that lockdowns don't work. They, they do. do. I mean, they're reasonably effective. They certainly save lives. Yeah. And that they should also close their borders to the south. Probably not the north. They like no. Canadians. Well, they don't actually. They don't like Canadians. Much. They don't they mind them migrating, though. Shamefully polite versions of themselves. Yes, exactly. But they bring their toonies and loonies down, and you know they spend some money. They got shale oil. They're all right. Not like those Mexicans with their chiclets and their crime. Yeah, yeah. come to take our gerbs. Exactly. So. Tucker also shows footage of this guy getting arrested fairly roughly for just having a cigarette and lunch a block away from his house. Now, instantly, I see this and I'm thinking, okay, what's the deal? So he's got no mask on. The cops go up to him, ask him what the deal is. He, of course, refuses to give ID because he's a soul shit dickhead and basically filmed the arrest to get famous. And people are doing this all the time. But Tucker just inserts his own narrative because he wanted to be what he wanted to be. So if this dipshit just showed his fucking license or at least tried to cooperate with the cops, it would have been fine. But in the pandemic world, everyone is fucking John Rambo and feel this kind of righteous (laughs) fury against cops just doing their jobs. Like, mate, just show your fucking ID. You didn't just come home from Vietnam. You are actually just a guy hanging out in society. And it's a fucking pandemic. Show your ID. 
What's wrong with these people? Uh, Deanna Lorraine, an American political nuisance who oh. uses her perpetual failed congressional runs as a legitimacy shield, despite getting less than 2% of the vote. We should put her together with Corey Bernani. He got about 2%, didn't he? <laughs> He's oh, such a Corey. Nah, sorry, sorry. Corey, I call him Mr. 3%. Uh, <laughs> you know, four, <laughs> four if we didn't form a coalition with family first. Yes. Um, yes, Deanna Lorraine. Uh, yes, <laughs> she, is, she is America's Corey Bernardi. She told Stu Peters, I mean, who was just an annoying piece of shit with oh. his, you know, off, 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 off network uh, um, television yeah. show. Told Stu Peters that Australians are being sent to jail for leaving the house. And yeah. he just sits there and nods because this is what he wants to hear. Yeah. They don't even mention fines and we're just sent straight to jail. Yeah, do not pass Convicts. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's total nonsense. But you can see why people are alarmed. People really do think we are a prison and that's coming from a country with the highest incarceration rate in the world per capita jail. Yeah, oh, Mate, absolutely. We aren't a prison colony. You are, you are, you complete penises. It's fucking ridiculous. But I can see why they think that when they are being fed all these lies, Joe. Complete lies. Like, one of the original sources of this hysteria, recently at least, came from Joe Rogan experience, as usual, that fucking ass clown. Just don't listen to him. He's a fucking idiot. When he had the North Korean defector Yaon Mi Park on his podcast, they talk about various things, including Australia. They have no idea what they're talking about. They just shot the shit. Joe Rogan was saying how helicopters were harassing us from the sky and shit, how we're being overrun by the government, just generally being played like pawns, you know? Park knows fuck all about Australia, but she knows tyranny because she came from the DPRK. (laughs) Rogan doesn't know fuck about fuck, but that doesn't stop them from talking to millions of people about it. And of course they get ideas. Look, I don't know Park, but I do know Rogan, and he is a symptom of everything that's wrong in the world today. He's half-wit. He's a half-talented comedian with an aging IMDb page and basically he's been given a gig now and and asked to basically ponder things that are well beyond his capacity to understand. Totally. And he gets fuck-witted guests and then he balances out with occasionally good people. But the damage you get from spreading disinformation is never mitigated by bringing on someone kind of in the polar opposite kind of a few weeks later. I'm sorry. Once you get fuckwits on... I blame the Swedes, Joel. I blame the Swedes. They're fucking worse. So the entire narrative has to fall apart when you think about it because they make up these wild stories about Australian tyranny and totalitarianism, but who's going to corroborate such wild stories? Like, we're sitting here going, hey, yeah, no, that's not happening. That's really dumb. But the thing is, there's no shortage of dickheads in the anti-lockdown movement that are not only prepared to straight out lie to the world for views and clout, it gets them very excited. They're fucking stoked when they get the chance to sell out Australia as a concept. Yeah, look, and and, and while we have blowings from the US talking talking trash about us, we saw a real ruction on the Laura Ingram show. Oh, he got his hair did and everything. <laughs> uh, whinging about the injustice of people picking on protesters, which he didn't actually film. Uh, what you just saw, what you saw, Ruction actually filmed was just violent protesters <laughs> parading yes. around the streets like they owned it, exactly like they own like they own like they own Melbourne, uh, and then and then whinging about the injustice of police picking on protesters. Yeah, with Ingram making the usual bullshit comparisons to communist China. We are we're, we're even we're we're more communist. That's than right. Communist fuck, China. fuck the communist Chinese. We are like communists yeah, of the capital fuck. C. With just, you know, it's Australian Ridiculous. communism. It's grouse. 
look, it's not helped by the fact that Chinese actually did call us out because they're, they're filthy honest as well. <laughs> We're, we're really not making friends around them. No, Just don't, no, we're not. don't mention the French. Fuck yeah, you know. don't mention Yeah, them but the Chinese, because they're dirty on us, particularly with Tony Abbott turning up at, uh, turning up in Taiwan and basically <laughs> sticking his chin out and saying, you, wanna, you blokes want to have a go? Yeah, that's it. Um, so, this is definitely a country, by the way. This is definitely not China. I'm definitely in a country right now. <laughs> yeah. Not how you make friends. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, what Tony Abbott did there was just like, a, I'm going to tell China, Everything about Taiwan that I didn't tell them when I was Prime Minister. <laughs> I mean, that, that was, it was just the most cowardly act you'd ever want to come yeah, across. You yeah, know, when I actually did have some authority, I did fucking nothing for you guys, <laughs> for, for the Taiwanese, that is. Uh, but yeah. now that I'm retired and, you know, no one really gives a fuck about what I do or say, I'm going to really, you know, turn up the rhetoric. You Absolutely. Know, good on your time. You're a champion, son. <laughs> He's going to be a nuisance for the next 20, 30 years. I'm fairly convinced of it. Anyway, look, it's uh, the Chinese <laughs> really sort of dirty on us, as I say. So they're going through their state media is now promoting us as, look at them. Look, look at them. Look at the freedoms that they no longer have. Totally. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they called us draconian among nations. I mean, fuck off. Hello, ethnic Uyghurs. Yeah, Hello. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, the Chinese, you know, they, they really are very petty. You know, and I'm talking about the People's Republic of China, the uh, the administration, that they really are a very petty group of people. They totally they? are. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. When you look at the trade wars and things like that, they do like that tit for tat type thing. And you're like, what mm. are you, five? Like, run your yeah. country. Run your country like an adult. Put on your suit. Go to work. Yeah. So, Stop look. being so fucking paranoid. <laughs> so, Rakshan, who is either a brilliant propagandist or a complete idiot, I'm still not completely yeah, sure which one. He, he could actually be a bit of both. I think, yeah, I think he might be. Just tells Ingram exactly what she wants to hear. All yeah. these noble tradies, you know, these screw merchants of the high esteem. Yeah, we call tradies. Rounded yeah. up for their meaningful dissent and speaking out against tyranny. Something tells her that. Ingram doesn't quite have the same sympathies for Black Lives Matter protesters. I mean, maybe the right to protest isn't what really matters here. I mean... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Black Lives, Black Lives Matter protesters. They're completely different. From, they started the pandemic, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones that rooted the bat. <laughs> I had a conversation, a tiresome conversation with someone arguing about lockdowns and all that sort of stuff and said, you know... But it's a bit, you know, why is it different for the for for, for the Black Lives Matter movement? Why was it why was it different for them? Why was it different for them? And it's kind of well, there's there's a little bit of truth in that. Really. Well, when was I the mean, last it, BLM protest? It was well, fucking last the dif- year. The, the difference start is, of the protest. The specific difference is that the BLM protesters sought and obtained um, permission to march, and when yes. I say permission. Uh, it was obtained through the Supreme Court. The New South Wales government yeah, it was, here, yeah, the, they the did BLM, it, yeah. uh, BLM marches said, you can't march. So they went and took them to court and the Supreme Court upheld their right to march. So they had the authority to, to do that. I'd also talk about the behaviour of crowds in the BLM movement compared to anti-lockdowns. They wear masks. And I tell you what, if, if you're a New South Wales copper, I know which group you'd want. You know, yeah, you just yeah sort of, that's it, yeah. You know, if it's in a BLM thing, yeah, there's a bit of chanting, a bit of noise, you know, and and and, and, and a few you know, as a copper, you're just standing standing to one side, just watching them 
you know, doing a bit of traffic management, perhaps. Yeah, basically. But, um, yeah. With uh, with anti lockdown protests, they're getting pelted with God only knows what. You know, um, yeah, piss bottles, all those sorts of things. No, you they're know. peace bottles. Russia yeah. told me they're peace bottles. So, so basically, this is one of those. We're we're not in a complaint about uh, really. We're just not dealing with the complaint about Australia's overuse of state tools to keep the people down. They're just saying, you know, basically, because we're of the right, we despise everything from the left, but here's a group from the right, anti-lockdown protesters, and we're going to go and, you know, and we're going to go and hold hands with them. Yeah, and they're just going to make this weird reality where all the shit they said about BLM just never happened. And the right to protest is now absolutely sacrosanct and you cannot touch it. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, so Ruxin was on and yep. and uh, she's, she's had a few other Australians on, she hasn't she? She fucking has. She had Tony Nikolic from AFL Lawyers, which is, of course, the cooked unit that joined force with Buckley's GMB lawyers to try and quash these vaccine mandates for aged care and construction recently. But it wasn't on Fox News. It was a fringe outlet, Quake Media. I'm not going to pay for it to listen to it. But he also went on fucking Gateway Pundit, which is like a QAnon fringe website. And basically, he's gone on to say things like, pregnant women are being turned away at hospitals because they're unvaccinated. Like, what? Mm. And also, like, saying things like, you know, like, we're all like, you know, uniting against this tyrannical sort of state and they call him a freedom lawyer. I mean, like he just, yeah. he loves being on telly. It's just mm. pathetic. And he'll say anything they want to hear to be on telly and get called a freedom lawyer. He loves it. So look, for all it's worth, at the end of the day, these agitators have got what they wanted because Casey and Victoria have gone wild since the protest and that's great for them because they wanted to live with the virus. And after 2000 Casey in Victoria today, on the 14th of October, that is, it's looking like they're going to have to lip, let rip soon. So this is well, just they will, they will. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's what that's what Dictator Dan was on about today. They, they, you know, they've got large numbers of cases. They'll be very worried about it. There's obviously a lot of community infection there, a lot that they're not aware of. Uh, and um, one thing they do have that New South Wales doesn't have is high levels of testing, but. Um, but yes, they are going to let it rip next week. They'll hit seventy percent early next week, and then and they, they are going to start this opening up process. Yeah. They've at least created their own roadmap. Um, WA, Queensland, South Australia haven't bothered just yet. The thing that I find really ironic here is that COVID is going to make these people really sick. They're not vaccinated. Like plague rats just have this irrational love for the plague. They're just huge fans of spicy coughs, and I just don't <laughs> know why. It makes no sense. The protests were illegal for a reason, and a good reason. And this, we're seeing it play out now. These dickheads have fucked Victoria for at least the next year. The health system's yeah. overrun. Yeah. People, elective surgery is going to be cancelled. No one can get a fucking mammogram because these cunts decided to go and piss on the fucking shrine. They've got blood on their hands. And it's all encouraged by a network of online grifters that just make a living from riling up punters and causing ideological and societal chaos. Yeah, look, I, <clears throat> definitely we know that they are involved in quite a lot of COVID transmission. Absolutely. Uh, we know that. You know, there are actual cases. Um, yeah. Look, the other thing I think Victoria has had, you know, with this, particularly Melbourne, with the monstrously long lockdowns, is that you've just got no compliance anymore. That's yeah. the other thing. You know, you that's why you've got a lot of these sort of community cases because people have just said, look, you know, I'm going to go and see my mate. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm done. I'm going to go and have a beer. And he's going to invite a few other mates over and all that sort of stuff and it's all a bit illegal, a bit dodgy, but they're going to do it anyway because they're just, you know, the compliance is gone. The, the, 
the the idea that the, the, you know that they could keep doing this indefinitely is just just basically crushed a lot of people. You'd be fucking jacko, wouldn't you? You start really getting more libertarian leaning. Yeah, you just hope the health system hangs in there. You know, that's well, that, that's what it's all about. That's it. You've got to be really careful at that because the doctors and nurses are going to have a fucking rough time of it, and people who want to get you know ankle surgery who have now been given another three months on their fucking wedding list, which is bullshit. Yeah. So, look, going back to the US, which is the basis of the episode, but we digress, but we, we do it shamelessly. Longtime US Senator and Libertarian darling Ron Paul on his oh, internet-based show, the Ron Paul Liberty Report. Oh, not him, not it, him. Just torture. I watched like a 10% of this episode, but I got the good bits. Had this episode called Apartheid Australia, Hell <laughs> on Earth. I mean, yeah. come on, calm down. And like, how are we in hell on earth? Like, at what point do, like, <laughs> staying at home watching Netflix and getting fat and drinking beer? Like, I mean, the government's paying for it. Oh, my God. It's, it's Honestly. Hell. It's hell. hell if okay. this is hell, I'm going to make sure that I go there because this uh, is pretty sweet. Look, I, I, it's now just a timely reminder of just what intellectually lazy stuff libertarianism is. Oh, they're the fucking worst. Uh, you know, it, 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 this idea that, you know, light or no touch of government will get you through. Just, you know, we you, you only just have to look at the pandemic and say, you guys could not have survived this. No. Basically, there would be people, corpses piled up, you know, in, a, in your second story, in your second story bedroom windows. Yeah, I and mean, they kind of were, but like, uh, you know, that if, was with their if, minimal if libertarians were were given, oh, uh, totally given their head, and and basically that, it, it's, it's absolutely true. It's just it's it's intellectually lazy to say, oh, you know, and but but really you get a few people. Oh, I believe in small government, and I believe in. I mean, that's all terrific until you get a crisis, until you have yeah, exactly you know, a, a, a natural disaster, a man-made disaster, or conflict. And even an economic disaster. I mean, like, you know, governments get the shit done when it comes to that. Stimulus packages work and they bail out the boom-bust cycle of capitalism on a constant fucking basis. I I fucking hate Ron Paul and libertarianism is the laziest fucking thing you can come across. And it's the only thing that makes people who have a bit of money feel really galvanized. Yeah. Like, you know, fuck him. So essentially, like, when it comes to this lazy asshole, who I I absolutely agree, intellectually fucking useless, he starts qualifying his use of the term apartheid because he (laughs) kind of knows that it's shitty, but he wants to make this, like, alarming point. So instead Mm. of being a Nazi, instead of communist China, we're going to have apartheid. All right, thanks, mate. Well, at least you're being fucking original. Not many people (laughs) are using apartheid. Nikolic is on fucking Ingram, but no one's fucking listening to that because the paywall and no one's like, you know, it's just so well done them. Yeah, look, I, know, I just looked out the window. How on earth it is, you know, it's, <laughs> the place is ablaze and, and fucking Richard Nixon's shoveling shit for all eternity. That's what's going on right now, just next to Hitler and Chairman Mao. There was a thunderstorm today, so I must say we are being pretty punished. I'm, I don't like it. I don't appreciate that kind of weather pattern. So look. Yeah, but look, back to some local stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing that really fucking, uh, like, set me off. Seeing the Aussie Cossack and Monica Smith in InfoWars. I mean, Alex Jones, InfoWars, a total mainstay of conspiratorial thinking. I used to watch it when I was a teenager. It explains (laughs) a lot of the reason why I have less friends than I should. Was he having another psychotic episode, was he, Alex? It was was every time he gets... 
gets yep. pinged in the courts. That's, That's exactly pretty it. much what he reaches for. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for lying, but I was having a psychotic episode. That's amazing. I've been listening to a podcast, Knowledge Fight, which is uh, basically li- listens to Alex Jones and critiques his uh, arguments. And wow, this guy's so full of shit. It's not even funny. But the thing <laughs> is, is that like what I was watching when I was a teenager and listening to this sort of stuff, it just seemed so feasible. And then when you fact check it, you're like, you just made that up, you yeah. fucking croaky just psycho. Straight out fiction. So totally. he's had a couple of Australian guests on. Yeah, yeah, Ozzy Cossack and Monica Smith. And he Monica! He opens up by She's saying that Monica, yeah. he says that she spent six months in jail. <laughs> six months. It's 22 days. It's completely different. It's like nine times more. And of course, the fact that she chose to, to grift donations from idiots, is not mentioned in this situation at all. She doesn't correct him. She doesn't need to because six months sounds great. Like let's just run with six months. It's fine. Six no months, problem. yeah. Six months just for wanting freedom. Damn, <laughs> damn these Australians. Uh look, these two are going on international media talking about how they aren't allowed to speak out. You know, that's that's the ridiculous stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> they're speaking they're, out. They've got an audience of of a couple of million. I mean fruitcakes. Yeah. Let's be honest, fruitcakes. But still you know, Alex They're not Jones being arrested your, for it. Got your fruitcake demographic stitched up. But, um, but yes, they're, they're, they're saying, I am being silenced. Uh, sorry, which camera? Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, no, exactly. Why exactly. being silenced? Yeah. yeah well said. Yeah, well said. That, Motherfuckers. Yeah, tell me about the Aussie Cossack. Or, or tell our listeners about the Aussie Cossack because he's a piece of work. Oh. He's fucking terrifying. So, basically, all this whining and all this bullshit, Simon Boykov or Simeon Boykov, claims with a straight face to fucking Alex Jones that he would be arrested soon for appearing on the show. Like, what the fuck? Okay. What for? What for? What would he be arrested for? It'll be incitement, inciting people to watch bad fucking media. Like, what? It just doesn't make any sense. So this is a quote from him on the show. I know this sounds absurd to our friends in America, but in Australia, you can be arrested for committing a thought crime. Not only going to a protest, but thinking about going to a protest. <laughs> like, what? Or talking about going to a protest. Like, what? Yeah, you can be arrested. In Australia, you can be arrested for thinking. Yeah, exactly. Because and- you've got, like, brain scanners and shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Hey, you. Hey, you've been thinking? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, oh, I say, man. thinking is a massive crime in this fucking area. Cause, I mean, he born in guys- Australia, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was born in Australia. I was just just thinking that he might be a walk-up start to be deported at some point. But I, no, I no, no, he's he's a local. We can't get rid of him. And like you know, fucking Alex Jones is lapping this shit up because he fucking loves it. But I must say, the most interesting thing of this interview, like for me, was that mm. Boykov, Simon Boykov, suggests that the answer to this is international political pressure. And this is a quote from him again: Ooh. "We need sanctions. Yeah. We need." Diplomatic pressure from the outside world because our politicians don't want to listen to the people. Our politicians are absolutely out of control. Okay. Well, what's he talking about there? Maybe what like Chinese trade sanctions that we're going through at the moment? Well, Do you, is that did he mention those? I, I mean, we don't we don't have to... enough trade with Russia. I think he's picking uh, a fight with the states. Uh, to 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 uh, wow. We have a free trade agreement, John. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. But the thing well, is, it hasn't fallen on deaf ears. Bang around with sanctions. You want to talk sanctions, champion? Well, have a look at uh, how many uh, have been imposed on you by the American government. Exactly. And that's the thing that's so ridiculous here. So this situation 
whether it's related or not, it's all part of the same ecosystem of bullshit where lunatic governor and textbook case of Florida man, Ron DeSantis, was saying about the relationship with Australia, in fact, I wonder why we'd still have the same diplomatic relations when they're doing that. We just started AUKUS, you fucking idiot. Like... What? <laughs> what? The thing is, he's just seeing these videos. Yeah. These Australia has four yeah. videos and he thinks we're fucked it's- because he thinks that if we leave the house, we're going to be jailed. Florida is a long, long, long way away. And <laughs> and it's also know, it's a long really, way from It Saturday. really is on the other side of the, the, of the earth. And look, yeah, he'd just be looking at a bit of Jonesy. He'd be looking at... He'd be looking at yeah. A few YouTube clips and go, it's outrageous what's going on in Australia. Oh, we, sh- we should put sanctions on them, like we that lovely sanction. Russian said. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Like that lovely Russian man said, who's very close to Putin. Yeah, Exactly. He's got no ulterior motive whatsoever. Let's go back to Boykov. The Aussie Cossack has gained a lot of traction in the past, as this sort of lovable larrikin, Aussie second-gen migrant who loves freedom, hates lockdowns, and he speaks really directly to multicultural Australia regarding all this so-called tyranny that we're under. He loves freedom! He does. But he, loves he also it. loves Vladimir Putin. He does. You know, he really it's, does. It's, it's, it's a tough balance. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Boykoff is the leader of the Australian Cossack Society where he cosplays as a Russian soldier wearing a military-style uniform. Just a sort of bounce around, a bounce around the Western Sydney dressed like that's quite funny. He's absolutely no issue speaking openly about his intentions to promote pro-Russian sentiment in Australia. And he's told that to overseas Four Corners. He told uh, Corners, uh, uh, he had said to a, a Russian media outlet, we have a unique opportunity, this is a direct quote, we have a unique opportunity to support Russia from within an enemy state. That's Australia. That uh, they could pursue a pro-Russia position, lobby governments, and wage an information war from inside Australia. That's right, Australia. So of course he's turned into a darling of the anti-lockdown movement and incited violence, stoked division, and encouraged the chaotic behaviour of Australian fringe dwellers. Yeah, I mean, how else do you destroy a country from within but destroy confidence in institutions and fuck with the populace? I mean, yeah. he's doing it's well. Stra- it's straight out of the Putin playbook. It's straight out of the playbook. And the thing that's so annoying is he doesn't have to keep it a fucking secret. He said this straight to Four Corners. They dug up this really basic thing in Russian that he'd said to a media outlet he doesn't need to keep this a secret his audience are fucking morons he has a hundred and eleven thousand subscribers on youtube he often gets over a hundred thousand views on his videos but the thing is i genuinely don't know whether these are actual views or just puffed up numbers by bot farms mm. really don't know yeah. i'm not going to get too conspiratorial on that because i don't have a basis to say that but he has unnaturally high yeah well counts. yeah look he's, but, but you would have to say i've always got big numbers he's got big um, numbers He's got big numbers, and big numbers make big numbers. So whether he's got big numbers or not organically, even if it's a tenth of that, it's still an unsettling amount of eyes and ears and hearts and minds. So yeah. you got people like Monica Smith. She'll just sell out Australia as a concept for clout. You know, yeah. She's about as patriotic as a fucking ashtray. Anything goes. At least Boykov has a reason. He's got an allegiance to Russia, which he's not exactly ashamed of. She's just this awful self-centered person who's just chasing clout and reason and purpose. It's bizarre these people consider themselves patriots. They're absolutely anything but. And they're just harmful to the country, mm. you know? And like in the show of with her, and, and Boykov, she claimed that her bail conditions stated she had to delete her entire website. I mean, it's just a lie. Well, She's it's been a lie. It's, it's been a lie that's been perpetrated ever since um, uh, she uh, refused to sign her bail conditions. Yes, well, at least she's consistent, uh, right? as handed down by by the magistrate. And and look, 
I know the bullshit lies thick in the air <laughs> during our pandemic, but Smith's claim is provably false. That's bullshit. It's not a matter of opinion or subject to interpretation or conjecture. It was subject to the findings of a Victorian Supreme Court judge. Yep. Not only spelt out the conditions of the bail offered to Smith by the magistrate, that Smith refused to sign, but that same judge, Justice Elizabeth Hollingworth, extended almost identical bail conditions to Smith, which she accepted 22 days later. And $300,000 Yeah, $300,000 richer later. That's right. Uh, nowhere in the magistrate's original conditions was there a requirement to do anything more than delete posts that are likely to incite people to breach the, the Victorian government's health rules. Which that was the thing. Yeah. That seems that, like a that wide was it. Move. It wasn't a that wasn't a mainstream. You must you know eliminate your, every footprint you've ever left on the internet. Yeah. This is where you have made Facebook entries that have indicated that you welcome people to go on 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 marches and breach the health rules. Those things have to come down. Mate, on Jones, she even went as far as to say that like her staff would be laid off as a result of those bail conditions. I mean, fuck off, Monica. You're a fucking liar. You're a lying piece of shit, and either you know it. Or you're an idiot. You have that weird smirk. Looks like you've had a bit of a stroke. And you just lie through your teeth. And people just <laughs> lap it up. No one bothers to check your shit. And you fucking know it. So you just say whatever feels right at the time. Mm. Whether you're a compulsive liar or an opportunist is something I can't really say. But I tell you what, you're one of the fucking two. So, like, they just appeal to Americans for help. Which is terrifying. Because they're suggesting that maybe people have... So, Monica suggests that maybe people are going to have to die for this. That's a direct quote from her on Alex Jones. Yeah. Like, what, you and your mates from COVID? That, that's troubling. I mean, and, and one side, and one side, it looks like, a, you know, a crusade where we may have to make the ultimate sacrifice. Not her, by the way. No, other no, people. no. no. Uh, but the other, the other way of looking at that and looking at it without context, I must admit, uh, is just a, just a threat. Yeah. It's really quite terrifying and it's a really weird thing because it's basically saying we have soldiers and they will die and that's 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 terror language to me. So, mm. look, Monica, can you explain what that means? Because this kind of language is catnip to Americans and that's fine. But who the fuck is dying, Monica? Who the fuck is dying? This is just a self-serving exercise where we use people and language to rile up punters and just make everyone angry at this fake, weird, tyrannical state and just direct them toward your fundraisers. Her claims to be a political prisoner, all that sort of bullshit. Mate, six months? You weren't in prison for six months. Why do you lie like this? And then you've got these countless other people getting involved, independent journalists and content creators. There's fucking infinity of them. I saw a video from Tim Pool, who's this YouTuber and beanie-wearing dipshit American blowhard who absolutely captures the essence of mediocre, angry white man energy. He tries to play himself as this left-leaning centrist, but everyone knows he's this massive fashy who loves to grift and panders toward the alt-right all the time because that's where the money is. He claimed a purpose-built quarantine facility was a concentration camp and he goes to dork out about the meaning of concentration camp. Mate, I don't give a fuck what you mean about concentration camp. These are decent facilities. A catering company makes the food. It's really wholesome. It's like a fucking holiday. Honestly, people holiday for money in lesser comfort and Instagram the whole damn thing in pride. He also went back to that thing that Tucker did, which is the guy sneezing in the elevator with yeah. absolutely no context. We don't want people with COVID going on walkies and sneezing in public places. That's how pandemic spread. How is this fucking tyranny? Fuck off, beanie man. Yeah, just summing up the words of concentration camps. I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's it's been part of the language now, really since the early part of the 20th century. But we, when we think of concentration camps, we think of the Holocaust.
it costs. And it's just a really cheap, you know, I mean, it's it's, it, it, it cheapens what it does. happened there. It you know, does. That, that's Absolutely the other does. thing, you know, likening to this. I mean, it's lazy, again, intellectually lazy stuff. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, there are, there are genuine comparisons you could make um, about quarantine facilities medical quarantine facilities anywhere around the world. And that's the sort of stuff you would say. You know, I mean, there, there is a story to tell that we all know. As Australians, we all know that there's a story to tell about quarantine and how it's been, you know, the, the point of contact that the country's had with with, with COVID. Yeah. Uh, and there's a story to tell there, but of course these fuck. Fuck tarts, don't get anywhere near that. Ah, oh, it's just been a tears. My fucking grandpa fled Poland, and it just the, the use of the Holocaust stuff really fucking pisses me off. He yeah, he has nightmares it's still. It's, it's he watched his family get shot. It's not fucking fair. No. Anyway, I mean, look, this stuff just simply supplements this endless stream of content these people make. It's actually endless. I wanted to watch some videos, get an idea where these people are coming from, and honestly, each video goes for like thirty minutes, two hours, and it's just waffle. <laughs> Too much, mate. Too I much. listen to double speed, and even then, I'm like. Like, get to the fucking point. So, like, there's just, like, there's no shortage of this sort of long-winded dramatic content to scare the shit out of people. But I I just didn't have time to look at all of this stuff. I, I And this is even a long episode, and I've left out, like, 90% yeah. of the story. And, uh, look, it, it, we... <laughs> We have become flavor of the month, uh, <laughs> and it's and it's not just the Yanks doing it. It's mostly the Seppos, but even the Poles are chiming in with their two zlotties worth with that you know the bullshit video claiming to be from the Polish government. Yes. They're fucking assholes. It's just actually four dickheads with one MP who's one basically MP. their version of Malcolm Roberts. It's just this huge flog who compares mask mandates to Jewish armbands. He's a lot taller than Malcolm Roberts, though, Joel. He, he, he really is. You know, you can actually see him on a photograph. The Polish are quite tall, whereas Malcolm Roberts is, as you say, a terrifying... Malcolm Roberts, you know, you you, you got to look at the caption. Is that Malcolm Roberts? He looks like a jockey, but also looked kind of like he's Gollum from Lord of the Rings. It. I can't see it. I can just I can see a couple of nostrils. But I can yeah. see the vibe, the vibe. So the group called Confederatia pulled a media stunt outside the Australian Embassy in Warsaw, whinging about how the police response to anti-lockdown protests is totalitarianism. And we don't <laughs> fucking care. You don't know what you're talking about. You have no context. Fuck off. Yeah, look, by the way, for some context, you know, Poland... Uh, a country of uh, 38 million people, 3% of them have recorded cases of COVID, 76,000 deaths, 2,000 deaths per million people, and then the top 10 deaths per million people in Europe, just behind the UK. So you'd, you'd have to... You'd have to look at Poland and go, yeah, don't know that you got everything right no, over there. Don't, don't think you've actually, you know, really just nailed that whole pandemic it's management probably thing. just how they like it, these motherfuckers, let's face Ugh. it. Play, grats, love, play. Now, every idiot on Telegram thinks that Poland is standing with Australian fringe dwellers and that our national identity is dog shit abroad due to our dictatorial government. Guys, these people, <laughs> the, the, the four who staged the process, they're Nazis. <laughs> Guys, they're yeah, Nazis. So. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah. definitely. I'll tell you. No, it's all just confected rubbish. It's all just made up nonsense. And then, you know, we've got some of these local, local fruitcakes. People like Victorian State MP for the Liberal Democrats. That's libertarians again, guys. David Limbrick. Very good friend of the anti-lockdown movement. Sharing this shit on Twitter to legitimize it. And it's really hard when you have your like your elected officials, not just your random independent journalists, but elected officials. 
They're bullshit merchants too. Yeah, well, <coughs> David Limbrick calls himself an observer of the anti-lockdown movement. He is uh, a member of the Legislative Council, sits on the uh, crossbenches, another libertarian who's decided uh, he wants to uh, contribute to the reform of government to make it smaller by adding <laughs> to it by one. Logic, Jesus logic. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Limbrick uh, announced himself to me on Twitter as a person who had observed a number of anti-lockdown protests and I put up some video of one anti-lockdown protest where, where police were clearly assaulted by one individual I won't name and uh, and I said did you see any did you observe any of that David and he, and he said no I wasn't there on that day so then he gave me a couple of dates and I went back and checked the police injuries on that day usual thing broken noses broken ankles um, you know the sort of the sort of injuries that they yeah. cop on a routine basis broken arms broken broken fingers uh, and I said look uh, you know those sorts of injuries did you did you observe any of that, David, and uh, and he so he, <laughs> that was the end of him. He was gone yep. by that stage. He didn't block me, but he uh, but he because I said to him basically, if you did observe any of this, David, then I would think as a parliamentarian, uh, just showing your uh, showing some some level of community standards, you would be assisting Victoria Police mm. with their inquiries to arrest people nope. who are violent towards them. Y- you know exactly yeah, where he stands. So David took a long, long walk. <laughs> took a long yeah, he's walk a fucking from Twitter merchant, that. That's why. So basically, this entire thing just serves as a symbiotic relationship between the paranoid right wing in the USA and elsewhere and the paranoid right wing over here in Australia. It's a back and forth of complete bullshit, but it serves as such an excellent propaganda. Like, people believe it, which is mm. astounding, but no one checks their fucking facts. It's so easy to debunk these claims, but nobody does their fucking research. Well, that, that's one reason why Australia's a small, you know, is the target here, because <laughs> the audience exactly. has no idea exactly. what goes on, in, a, what goes on in, a, in Australian society anyway. So it, it, most so of them are not going to check. So this just becomes another few more briquettes to exactly, throw on the outrage exactly. for us, you know? So you've got this large reach of American influencers. It's a perfect platform for our clout-chasing idiots to speak from. Mm. Getting a spot in Fox News, it's huge for them. I mean, it makes total sense. It's huge exposure. Yeah. Getting on Alex Jones will guarantee them a million-plus views, way more than what they're used to. And all of this turns into more hearts and minds and, more importantly, wallets to speak to. We had... Candace Owens putting out a call to Australians to reach out to her with stories of what's happening in Australia. Did she reach out to us to talk about lockdowns? Didn't didn't get the email. I didn't, didn't, I didn't, didn't get the get email, no. no. No, but she did reach email. out to certain Australians. Topher Field, the clout-chasing oh. clown who was recently arrested for incitement. That's a funny thing we're going to cover in the next episode because he like, acted surprised with the cops actually had called him earlier, but he's still like kept up the surprised act it's really funny he saw this an opportunity to promote his upcoming documentary and taylor winterstein jumped on the opportunity to lie about australia's pandemic response because well she loves chasing clout too they all love chasing clout this is their fucking jobs yeah everyone wins except for society society just descends further into this complete fucking chaos oh them again we live in a society. Well, 
Uh, I'm getting a bit of the bush. Yeah, look, it, it reminds me of a Monty Python sketch where um, uh, it's sort of a PJ Wodehouse type scenario in the conservatory there. There's a group of people, there's a body in the corner with a, with a knife hanging out of the back and John Cleese is the police officer and he walks in and he goes up to Michael Palin and, say, and asks him about what's happened. And Michael Palin said, I did it. I killed him, but society is to blame. So John Cleese arrests everyone else. <laughs> That's, Isn't that a metaphor really for really it? Fun. I love it. It's very good. But anyway, look, Americans who are constantly, constantly looking for new ways to terrify their audiences and keep them in this angry, anxiety-ridden, paranoid trance have found this, us, a fantastic basis upon which to build a fictional dystopia and sell it as the future of the United States. That's the, oh, that's totally. what they're trying to get across. Absolutely. This that's, will happen here. Australia is just the precursor. That's the whole thing. And in reality, the USA signed their rights away years ago. They've got pretty good fundamentals, the Bill of Rights of the Constitution. But in reality, they're a country that bullies their working class, systematically destroys the picket fence dream they peddle in the world of film and television. And essentially, the Australian dream is alive and well. As long as you don't get sick and your labor has value. Otherwise, you're fucked. And not only are you yeah. fucked, but you deserve to be fucked. It is your own goddamn fault. You are less than and you made something happen. Maybe you didn't dream hard enough or God knows what kind of motivational nonsense they put behind that kind of soul-crushing sentiment. We don't live like that. And I'm proud that we don't mirror that dystopian nightmare reality of the United States of America. And I wouldn't fucking trade places for a second. Terrific place to visit though, Charlie. I mean, <laughs> oh, fuck, don't get me wrong, man. I've been there like 10 times. It's the greatest country in the world. It would just completely suck to live there. I mean- Oh, yeah, it wouldn't be nice. Not unless, you know, you lived in some sort of white mate, guy I heaven would take next it to a golf any, course. I would take it either as long as I had a six-figure income and I had health insurance. But at the end of the day, when you yeah. visit there, yeah. nobody does liquid cheese, theme parks, music festivals, and craft beer yeah. quite like the USA. Yeah, look, if there's any measure uh, of an advanced society, then it is liquid cheese. Fuck, and, yes, it is. And you, you can't buy it. You just can't really you find just can't it. Get it. Can't Limited get supply. Decent liquid cheese. And it, it, it's proof. And it's that really, really good. I hate myself for loving it so much. Look, we haven't necessarily <laughs> gone into the deeper elements of this phenomenon in this episode. We've fleshed it out. But there's definitely something going on behind this. There's some deep, murky waters. And you can see with the language used, the narratives, that this is something about Australia being a dictatorship. It didn't happen organically. This seems like it was planned. Now, I'm getting a bit Hamilton Hume here. But figuring this out and seeing who's behind it is way past our pay grade right now. I got through probably a few hours of content researching this, and my God, I think I died inside. So look, give me some of that background yeah. briefing cash, and I will give you the inner workings of Australia has fallen. But as it stands, I can't go that far. But, you know. Well, it's it's good to see, Joel, that you've turned into a violent nationalist. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who will want to tear shreds off any American when you next see them? Well, yes, I have I have been a little bit angry at the Americans this time, but I must say I do love you all. I plan to come back as soon as I can. If I'll you're be- allowed back, Joel. Hey, yeah. they let me in with open arms. I remember when I went to see Redskins Machine at Coachella in 2007. Basically, I put on the uh, the like the the customs form when I left the airport. They said, "Where are you staying?" The first I'm like, "Well, I'm camping in Joshua Tree National Park." And they're like, "Okay." So they wrote on my fucking customs form the tent joshua tree national park <laughs> and i've spent the next like 14 hours on a connor's flight thinking i'm not getting into america i'm just not getting into america so i go up to the fucking immigration guy 
And he's like, Joshua Park. Oh, so you go to Coachella. I'm like, yes. He's like, Rage Against the Machine. And I'm instantly thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get fucking taken at the border. They know I'm a lefty. Abort, wow. abort. And he's like, I love Rage Against the Machine. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be okay. And he's like, oh yeah, man, have a great time. And I'm like, yes, I will have a great time. Yeah, that's, a- that's the good side of America. The other good side of America is that they believe that you're a better person than Avi Yemeni. Uh, because <laughs> Avi Yemeni went to, uh, got, <laughs> flew into LAX and they said, thus far, champion, and no further. He did not and, see Red uh, Let me machine. just see. Oh, I think you'll, uh, I think after we keep you in a stuffy little office room for, for about 18 hours, then and then fuck put you back on the off. first plane home. If that is your home. That's right. That's exactly yeah. and look, So we're making a bit of an appeal here to say that if anyone's done a deep dive in the topic yep. of Australia has fallen, send us an email at the conditional release program at gmail.com or message us on social media. You all know how to get to us. We're so fucking easy. And let us know what you found and we might do a follow-up episode on this. Maybe you'll be the guest. This yeah. whole thing is a fascinating propaganda campaign which stinks of AstroTurf. I it would love to indeed. know what um, the forces are behind it. Yeah, look, we have taken the piss out of topic because it is a piss-take topic. Um, <laughs> it's but, very funny. Um, but look, if uh, if any one of our listeners is, is listening in and saying, look, I've got another angle on this, drop us a line. Because you're all really in this and we appreciate your efforts. Get me some cheese. <laughs> Get me some get me some liquid cheese, John. On the double, Jack, on the double.